Hello and welcome to this week's episode from the Veg Grower Podcast. My name's Richard and I am trying to grow my fruit, vegetables and herbs in my allotment and my garden. Now, last week I mentioned my windowsill garden and I've had a lot of communications asking for a bit more information on how I'm doing a windowsill garden over the winter. That's coming out a little bit later, but first of all, let's have the very first diary update for this week. It is Saturday the 12th of November 2022 today. I'm down on my allotment and I tell you what, the sun has been shining all day, which after the last few weeks of just constant rain has been really really welcome it's been an absolutely lovely day now first thing that happened when i got here this morning i came down here quite early this morning as i wanted to get on and make the most of this sunny weather but also arranged for my brother to come down and help me move our greenhouse back into position well he turned up more or less as soon as i got here which completely threw me because i was expecting him a little bit later on but upon his arrival the first thing we did was lift the new greenhouse or new to us into place and tightened everything back up pleased to say no damage this greenhouse is now good for a long time yet with the greenhouse back in place what i decided to do was make sure that it didn't move again so i screwed the frame down to some old paving slabs and bricks around the outside edge i had these paving slabs and bricks lying around i used them for making beds and things but i just figured that we might as well pop them into use now and make the most of them so they are holding down the greenhouse to ensure that we now have a very strong stable greenhouse and hopefully it's never going to move again after that i wanted to tackle the cooch grass that is appearing inside the frame of this greenhouse before it gets too difficult to manage the trouble with the frame is that the cooch grass does have a tendency to snake around it and it's very very difficult to then remove so what i did is i removed some of the grass just by hand and then i've laid down loads and loads of cardboard to suppress any weeds i've weighted the cardboard down again with some more bricks and paving slabs just to make sure that they don't get blown away they will deteriorate over time but for the time being it's just going to help suppress those weeds we will get some compost in there during the growing season as well but just to get that step in the right direction is very very welcome so yeah greenhouse is back in and Oh, not quite completed because the glass isn't in place, but it's more or less there. After that, I headed up to the top half of the plot and there, I a few weeks ago, I built a new bed out of some treated woods I got from a hardware shop. Well, I said I wanted to build two more. Today, these two beds have been built and put into place. So this means that the tasks I really wanted to do over winter are now done and in place. It means I can now spend a lot of the winter time concentrating on just tidying, weeding, etc, etc. Getting ready for the growing season, basically. So very, very happy with what I have achieved, to say the least. Now, I should say that this week we received an invoice for our allotment rates. Because my plot is two halves, each half is costing me £38 for this coming season. But there was a meeting on Tuesday about our allotment rents going up as well in coming years by 20% each year for five years. So quite a dramatic increase. But 
I th still think it's good value. I know allotments at the moment are in high demand, and I think that is why rents are going up, as well as the fact that it costs the council a lot to maintain the allotments, which is why it's all down to us allotmenteers to do the best that we can to make sure our allotments are in use, looked after, look pretty, and cared for. So, yes... I'm definitely very, very happy with everything happening on the allotment. I will say, with the three beds now completed, I'm seeing just how much more room I've got to possibly pot in some more beds at a later date as well. More and more plans. I'm not going to worry about it over this winter period. This might happen in the spring or something. But uh, it's just nice to think that we've got more area in which we can do a great number of things. Now, because winter is a bit of a difficult time for growing outside, I spoke last week about my windowsill garden and how I've started growing more on the windowsill. And this has led to a few people contacting me to get a bit more details about what I'm doing and how they could do it themselves. So I thought I'll talk about that next. As I said in the intro, I've had a lot of questions from listeners about my windowsill garden and how I'm using it to grow food all year round, particularly over the winter months. Now, I've always used windowsills for growing certain foods, particularly herbs, just because it has been convenient. But when I lived in a flat, I lived on my own, didn't have any outdoor space at all. I really did use the windowsill for somewhere to grow as much food as I possibly could. At that time, I specialised really in growing herbs because I just felt that herbs were more convenient to grow in a kitchen windowsill where I needed them and because herbs are quite a high value item ideal for growing on a kitchen windowsill but this year I did return back to really thinking about the kitchen windowsill as the only place I could grow obviously I have outdoor spaces now but I wanted to really use the kitchen windowsill to grow as much food as I could on the windowsill so what I added this year was tomatoes and chilies now I've got to admit, these were quite productive. We've got plenty of chilies, we've got plenty of tomatoes, but they both took up quite a bit of space and they were taking up the space for quite a long time. As I said, the chilies were absolutely fine. Apart from the space side, we, we got quite a few decent sized chilies. We used them quite a bit. The tomatoes, I used a variety called Mini Bell, and I just found that these tomatoes were a little bit too. Well, the skin was just too tough, so they weren't very uh, enjoyable tomatoes to be all. They were still used. We we did eat them. We used them specifically in stews and things just to add a bit of tomato flavour to it. I, I wouldn't say they were brilliant, but they did serve the purpose. However, this time of year, of course, we can't be growing tomatoes and chilies, although we will be using windowsills for starting seeds off this year, like many of us. I'll come to that in just a minute what we've done instead is our kitchen windowsill i have turned that back into a full-on food growing machine so i've moved back my turmeric ginger and cardamom plants these were removed from this kitchen windowsill because i just felt that they took up quite a bit of space and they could be growing anywhere else but actually i just felt that they were more suited to the kitchen windowsill. Obviously, they provide us with some turmeric, they ginger, and although we don't get cardamom pods, the leaves are actually useful. They do 
take up quite a bit of space. They are quite a long-lasting plant, but they do deliver us on what we need, ultimately the food. So I felt they needed to go back to that kitchen windowsill. I'm continuing to add herbs to this windowsill. We've got dill, basil, parsley, coriander and chives grown on the windowsill and they will be some of the herbs that we will continue to sow and grow on the windowsill. Herbs, I honestly do believe, many herbs can be grown all year round but they are ideal for growing on a kitchen windowsill. It's often where you're doing the cooking anyway so they're at, right at hand, easy to get hold of and they just add a nice little bit of aroma to the kitchen as well. So for me, herbs is a definite thing that we must grow on our kitchen windowsill. I've been adding microgreens. Now I'm a big fan of microgreens. These are tiny immature plants that we sow quite thickly. We get a, a mass rush, but we harvest them quite young. Now, this could be something like amaranth or cabbage or rocket or radish, just to name a few of these microgreens that we could use. And I sell them in trays. I actually use some uh, dog food trays that we've obviously given a good clean out. I've laid some kitchen roll down, dampened the kitchen roll and then sowed the seeds quite thickly on that. And in fact, last Sunday, I sowed some amaranth and some cress, and these are now germinated and growing. And in fact, I expect us to be harvesting those this week. So I've got to sow some more of these seeds just to put them into use. Now, the good thing about using microgreens is that I like to use some seeds that are old just to use them up. That way, it doesn't matter if the germination rate isn't brilliant. We're just going to be using up all the old seeds. So often when I go through my, my seed collection, I'm taking out the seeds that are coming to the end of their life and using those for microgreens. As I said, radish is a good example. I always have so many radish seeds and I'd like to use those for microgreens. Now, on top of microgreens, we're also looking at growing pea and bean sprouts. I'm sure you've heard of these. Very, very tasty, quick to grow and uh, so useful in the kitchen. Often used in oriental cuisine, mung bean sprouts particularly. Now, what I like to do when I plant these, again, I'm using seeds that are getting towards the end of their their life shall we say a lot of pea seeds i've got at the moment so i've put a load of these pea seeds in a clean jam jar i've added some water just to soak the seeds and then over the top i've added a bit of muslin or cheesecloth and added an elastic band over the top just to hold it in this just stops any bad stuff going in but after 24 hours in this water i'll drain out that water just by upending the uh the jam jar, all the water comes up the uh, cheesecloth, but the seeds stay inside. And then I'll add a bit more fresh water. And I just keep repeating that every day. And that way I end up with some shoots. We just harvest the shoots as and when we need them and uh, use them. And away we go. As easy as that. You could, of course, grow the peas in a tray of compost, something I also do do. And actually, I do that in the greenhouse at the moment. And that's just done in the same way as we would sow any pea seeds. Just pot the peas into the compost, keep them well watered, and then cut off the shoots as and when we need them. 
Added to that, the other thing I'm going to be growing on our windowsills over this winter is our cut and come again salad leaves. I'm a big lover of using salad leaves as much as we possibly can. I do find them very, very tasty and very, very useful, especially if you are trying to eat healthily and lose weight like I am. Again, just these small trays, but we do need compost for these. Sew quite thickly, cover them over and then leave them on the side and just make sure the compost is kept damp. We don't want it to dry out. Sow these quite often and use them quite quickly. And that's the same with all these seeds that I've been talking about, all this windowsill garden. We need to sow quite regularly and use them as quickly as well. Now that's just a few ideas that I've got for my windowsill garden over the winter of course as we go on throughout this this winter and especially with this cost of living crisis that we find ourselves in we're going to be wanting to sow some seeds for next year particularly as we get into the sort of January February time. One thing that I am sowing over winter is chilli seeds because they need a long growing period and an early start just helps them. I usually do these in heated propagators, but I've decided I'm not going to be using the heated propagators or my grow lights this year. Instead, we're going to be relying on our window seals to set these up. So what I've just got to make sure I do is I protect the windowsill because I do have a tendency or I have done in the past of ruining our windowsill by letting the uh, the plants on there for too long and the wood got a bit wet shall we say. So a, a towel down on the windowsill, my seed trays on top of the towel and there we go and that's how I'm going to be starting our seeds off this year. The windowsill really is going to be coming into its own. It's a very, very valuable area for growing food this year. Well, a little bit later on, I'm going to be letting you know how we're going to be using these vegetables that we are growing. But first of all, let's have another diary update. Today is Sunday, the 12th of November 2022, and it's been a day in my garden at home. Now, got to admit... I am really, really starting to see a lot of the signs that spring is here. One thing in particular is we get this, I forget what it's called, it's a weed that just pops up all over the place. And I've even seen it in uh, other places alongside footpaths in my local town. It smells really strongly like garlic, but I know it's not wild garlic, but it's in that, that family of weeds. It apparently is quite edible, but I don't want to take the risk because I cannot definitely identify it. So we we don't eat it. I give some of it to the chickens, actually, and they quite like it and they eat it. But it is popping up all over the place again. And this is a very, very common thing. And I just have to keep removing it. And as I say, I give it to the chickens as a bit of green food for them. Now, that has been something I have been doing today, clearing out some of these weeds. But that's not all I've done. Now, the next thing that I did was my bonsai apple tree. You may recall I mentioned this apple tree during Storm Claudio. It got knocked off the shelf that it was on. And the clay pot that it was in completely broke into lots of little pieces. I did think that we could glue all the clay pieces back together. The truth is... I can't find the time to do that in all honesty. It's a long drawn out job. So what I did, I went on Amazon and I found a plastic tray of a similar size that I have popped this 
bonsai apple tree into instead. Had to use a little bit of multi-purpose compost just to help it out a little because it was slightly larger than the original pot. But it's done the job and I've put it back on top of the shelf just to see if it will survive. I think it will. It's a pretty good looking apple tree even though it is only a few inches tall. It is a bonsai apple tree after all. After that I headed over to the bed that I had tomatoes and courgettes growing in this year and a couple of weeks ago I removed all of those plants and I've been leaving it just to let the wildlife dig over and clear any of the bugs and things out of it. But now I've realised it's time to sow some green manures in here. This is going to be used for tomatoes and courgettes and cucumbers again next year. So I felt green manure for the time being just to make sure something is growing in it. So I've, I've placed down some facilia, one of my favourite green manures, just to get that bed doing something. And the green manure will help protect the soil, keep the nutrients in and stop it all being washed away. As well as continue to provide nitrogen into the soil and green matter when we chop it all down so win 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 in my book now I followed that up by pruning down my autumn raspberries I have a, a row of autumn raspberries here at home as well as on the allotment and the autumn raspberries here at home were just looking a little bit sorry for themselves they sort of came to the end of their season so I've cut them all down to just two three inches above ground level this is the thing that we do with autumn raspberries anyway once they've finished producing and the leaves have all died back we cut them down to ground level it will produce new shoots next year and that will go on to produce a fruit next autumn i will talk more about pruning our raspberries in a later episode after that I did a bit more weeding and then in the Christmas dinner bed I've just sown a few more peas and beans just because I've got loads of those to use up and I'm, I'm wanting to get them used up pretty quickly. The broad beans that I've used are a variety called Grano Violetto which are a really nice purple broad bean that I really do like and do seem to do quite well here. The carrots that I thinned out in this bed I'm actually doing quite well and seem to have established really nicely. I was quite surprised because carrots don't normally like being transplanted. But the advantage we've had lately is that the rain has really helped build some moisture into that soil. Now I'm going to head back to my windowsill garden. And at this point I'm going to talk about some of the meals that I can be using, some of the stuff that I'm growing on the windowsill garden. <laughs> It has to be said that although we are growing on our windowsill to grow as much food as we possibly can, the amount of food that we're going to be growing on our windowsill is really not going to feed us. It's more going to be an accompaniment. It's going to just add a, maybe a garnish or just a bit of bit of flavour, a bit of fresh food to some of the dishes that we are eating. And I just thought I'd go through how I might be using some of these foods that we are growing now first of all the salad leaves the cut and come again salad leaves these are just like we eat salad leaves throughout any other time of the year we cut them off as needed wash and serve however we may be serving them either with a nice little vinaigrette on the side of a plate or even tucked into sandwiches or something like that it's for me just a great way of getting some extra fresh healthy food into me during these colder darker months when I do feel like we need that little pick me up sometimes and that little bit of healthy food 
The great thing with this cut and come again salad leaves is that we can harvest them and they will grow back and we can grow them back about three times. So that one little tray might be able to provide us with several different meals. So that's why I love cut and come again salad leaves. Now microgreens, we basically will be cutting off the microgreens at the base using a pair of scissors. And once we've harvested all the microgreens, we just take that tissue paper and compost it. It's it's not going to come back. We're not cut and come again in this way. But how are we going to be using some of these microgreens? There's a huge amount of recipes online that we could be using. Something that I quite like to do is let's say we have a nice little soup on the go and we're having that for our dinner. I might just cut off some of these microgreens and just plonk that on in the middle of the soup to add a little bit of texture and a little bit of just that healthy, tasty vegetable flavour to our soups. It's very, very easy to do. And again, we can also use these microgreens in sandwiches. Now, one of the uh, favourite things to grow is cress. I'm sure many of us grew cress when we were in school. And of course, cress is basically a microgreen. And I'll be using that in egg and cress sandwiches throughout the winter months. I do like an egg and cress sandwich. It's absolutely delicious. Now, a lot of the other microgreens we can also use in sandwiches just to add that bit of flavour again. And amaranth is a good one to add flavor alfalfa is another good one as well in fact you could just use alfalfa on its own in sandwiches now the shoots i'm a big lover of using shoots as i said earlier they're often used in oriental cuisine and often that is what we're going to be looking to the pea shoots they add this delicious really intense pea flavour to what we ever we're going to be adding them to one of my favourite things to do is add them to stir fries just to get that pea flavour as well as that crunchy texture and uh, again that healthy fresh food that you just cannot beat pea soup we can also use these pea shoots in just take a huge mass of these pea shoots pot them in with a bit of stock and some onion or liquidize it down and off you go you've got a really easy pea soup and then of course if you've got bean shoots then we've got the bean sprout salad too another really tasty and easy way to uh, get these healthy vegetables into us Now, herbs, of course, I've mentioned herbs as being quite a key thing to grow. And there's nothing difficult about growing herbs, as I've said time and time again. But on the windowsill, are we going to be using them in any different way? No, we're not. We're going to be using them in exactly the same way as if they were growing outside. The only thing I would say is they may not get as big because they haven't got as much space. But we still just pick basil as and when we need it. And if we're making something like a pesto, then we might use the whole lot. This all comes down to just sowing these seeds regularly, but sowing them a few at a time. Now with that, it's time for the final diary update. It is Monday the 14th of November 2022 today and I'm at home and uh, I'm actually in my kitchen. I've been talking a lot about my windowsill garden today and I thought I'll just share with you that I'm having to sow some more seeds. We're having to sow some more amaranth, some more cress, some more pea shoots. Basically a lot of the things that I've been talking about today to pot this windowsill garden 
into use. The seeds that I sowed last week are all germinated and in fact they are now ready for us to start harvesting. So we're going to have to really pull the, uh, our finger out and start harvesting and using these. Now I thought I'd share with you something that I have been cooking today and this has been using pea shoots and pea shoots are absolutely delicious as I've already said in this podcast and what I've done with these is made a pea shoot and garlic stir fry. This is so easy to do and only uses a few ingredients. What I've done is I've taken a garlic clove and I've cut it into slices then I've got a bit of oil in a pan it wok is the best thing to use and just added that garlic and just let that cook for a couple of minutes just on a, a very gentle heat just until the garlic starts to become very very fragrant then i've thrown in the pea shoots and broken up the chicken stock cube all over the top and i've just stirred that for two three minutes until it is all covered in that garlic oil and then i've served as easy as that it's absolutely delicious really really tasty thing to eat and uh, again so easy to do so yeah there you go pea shoot stir fry absolutely delicious give it a try and let me know what you think of it well that is it for this week i'm going to wrap this one up and thank you so much for joining me if you've enjoyed it then please do leave us a review on your podcast app and if you have really enjoyed it and want to support this podcast then please consider becoming a member of our supporters club details on that at the veggiegrowerpodcast.co.uk but it gives you the chance to get some behind-the-scenes podcasts delivered to your email inbox on a twice-weekly basis. And I send out each month a collection of seeds that can be sown that very month. All vegetable seeds all can be sown that month and keep us all fed. For that, I charge £5 a month. And unfortunately, it's only open to people in the UK due to, obviously, I don't want to send seeds abroad and uh, upset customs now if you want to get in touch then my email address is richard at the veg grower podcast or you can head to the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk and leave a comment on the bottom of a blog or you can leave a voicemail on the veggrowerpodcast.co.uk it's very easy you just click the button it'll access your microphone you leave a voicemail and then i will get a recording sent to me that i could use in a future podcast absolutely love that thing and of course, you can contact me via social media. Just find me on the VegGrow podcast on any social media station out there. Well, we will be back again next time. So until then, please take care. Yeah.